Real leaders start with prayer. Let's talk about it on today's episode of Renew Network Podcast. Good Friday morning, and uh, a week is behind us, and we're heading into the weekend, my friends. I hope that uh, this week has had many opportunities for you to see God's hand at work in your life. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about leadership, and uh, if you are presently in a position of leadership, if you have been, if your shoulder has been tapped in the past, and you've been in positions of leadership, um, then hopefully today's passage will speak to you. Uh, Today's kind of a short passage. We're going to be looking at uh, Jesus' calling of the 12 apostles. And um, it's interesting to me that before he made that decision outwardly, uh, he spent time in prayer with the Father and um, I think uh, the example that he sets for all of us in leadership, regardless of the position of leadership we find ourselves in, uh, is that the believing leader, uh, the person who follows Jesus and who is tasked with a leading role uh, in whatever setting, at work, uh, in the church, in the community, Um, that before we make big leadership decisions, we ought to be on our knees in prayer. And I think that is a steady and reliable example uh, that Jesus has provided for us and a model that works. Um, Great leaders pray. It's just the reality. So um, before we get into the specifics of the passage, uh, let's close our week as we began it uh, by going uh, to the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for your faithfulness. Week after week, day after day, moment after moment, uh, you are there for us. You are reliable. You are trustworthy. You are true. We give you thanks, Lord, that um, at any moment we have the promise that uh, you're with us, that the full resources of heaven are available to us uh, in support of your purposes and your calling on our lives. Uh, Lord, you don't leave your kids hanging, uh, wondering where to go. Uh, You're there. You're alongside of us, leading and guiding and urging and encouraging and uh, inspiring us with uh, vision and creativity and uh, empowering us with the energy and uh, resources to to do what you call us to do. Uh, Father, the task of leadership can be a weighty one, and if... Uh, if you've been there as a person, um, we all know what that mantle feels like. Um, we know that even the smallest position of leadership can sometimes feel greater uh, than the person called for the task. And uh, we pray, Lord God, that uh, if you're calling us to lead, we would lead well, uh, that we would first Uh, submit all of our leadership decisions to your authority and wisdom, and uh, that we would seek you in all things. Um, So, Father, uh, we give you thanks on this Friday, and we ask that you would lead us into our study of your word. Uh, Send your spirit as teacher, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we are in Luke chapter 6 now. We're going to be in verses 12 through 16. 
And this is uh, Jesus appointing the 12 apostles. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles. Simon, who he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. Now, uh, we've seen Jesus in a posture of prayer before, and much like the other times that we've seen him praying, he is alone. He has gone uh, to a quiet place uh, intentionally to pray. And in this instance, Luke tells us that he spent the whole night praying to God. Now, a couple things here. First, uh, he got alone. Um, He even teaches this in the Gospels when he's asked about praying. He says, don't pray as the Pharisees pray out in the open, beating your chest, uh, making yourself look so religious and so devout. But uh, get quiet, go quiet, go rogue in a way. (laughs) Get off the radar, Uh, go to your hiding place, go to your prayer closet. Um, And for Jesus, uh, it was a trick to try to get away. Uh, It was not easy. Um, He had crowds of people, throngs of people following him, pressing in on every side. So for him to find a place to pray was no easy thing. Uh, so he went to the mountainside, and he uh, got alone with the Lord, and he spent the whole night pouring out his heart to the Lord and uh, seeking God's direction and wisdom and um, seeking that unity of spirit with the Father so that uh, as he moved forward with this decision, it would be the right one. Now, I don't know what you have been tasked for Uh, As a leader, uh, perhaps uh, you were just a mom or a dad and you're called to lead in your family. Um, I would suggest to you that your major parenting and family decisions would be best made on the flip side of serious times of prayer. Uh, Maybe you're leading an organization or you lead a vast number of employees or you're a community leader or a political leader or um, you're a leader of the church. In uh, all of those instances, the right course of action before making big leadership decisions is prayer. Uh, sometimes uh, prayer alone, so that you, that you get that clarity of vision and clarity of unity with the Father. Sometimes prayer in concert with other leaders. Uh, regardless, um, praying before deciding is always a good course of action. Luke tells us that when the morning came and the season of prayer ended, uh, he called together his disciples, which was the big group of followers, not just the 12. And then he chose the 12 specifically out of the big group. And it says that he designated them apostles. And we get the list there, Simon and Andrew and James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, and the like, uh, all the way down to Judas Iscariot, the one we know who would ultimately be his betrayer and faithfulness to the scriptures. Um, These apostles had a special ministry. They were special ministry partners with Jesus. They were appointed with uh, special authority, and I believed empowered with, uh, with unique spiritual resources for the task to which they were called. 
Now, when Jesus would fulfill his earthly mission uh, through his death on the cross and his ultimate resurrection and then his eventual return to the Father, the apostles were the guys left behind in charge, uh, leading the first century church and, and making decisions about the trajectory of their ministry. And there would be at least one added, we know, uh, through his calling on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9, and that would be Paul. Uh, who formerly was a persecutor of the church, and he met Jesus on that road to Damascus. And he was awakened to the truth of Christ being the Messiah, and he became the most passionate evangelist and missionary of the early uh, church. And his writings uh, make the New Testament a precious, precious uh, book that uh, takes uh, what we learn of Jesus in the Gospels and applies it uh, to our context as followers of Christ on this side of the resurrection and ascension. And Paul's writings are beautiful and challenging and inspiring and encouraging. So we're grateful for his ministry to us. Uh, but Peter would preach some of the first greatest sermons that had spiritual power leading people to convert to Jesus right out of the gate in the book of Acts. And so these would be powerful men that that led the church uh, but alongside of them, behind the scenes, and often unnoted in the scriptures because of the day and time that the scriptures were written, were powerful spiritual women who were united in leadership and united in prayer and united in ministry for the sake of the kingdom. And many of them are noted. you got to read closely to find their names, uh, but they're in here. Uh, many uh, never get named. But we know they're there <laughs> because uh, we know they were lovingly ministering alongside of these men who were called. Now, in the modern church, um, we dispense leadership to the most qualified. Some denominational settings still only call men to certain positions of leadership, uh, but most have transitioned to seeing women as full and equal partners in ministry in every level, including uh, those who will, would pastor churches. Um, I think God's greatest concern is that those who are called are truly called and that those who are leading um, sense that nudge from the Spirit that, that they've been tasked with that call to lead. Uh, so my friends, whatever leadership you're in, uh, whatever position you've been called to lead others in, I pray that you would first pray for wisdom and direction in all of your leading in that setting so that your leadership would be simply responding uh, to what the Lord is telling you and how he's leading and guiding you. Uh, your ear would be to the ground listening for the voice of God and listening for the still small voice that says, go here, turn here, do this, do that, uh, so that wherever you're leading people you've been tasked to lead, uh, you're leading them closer to the Father. All right, my friends, it's been a great week in the Word. Uh, we'll pick up in uh, Luke chapter 6 on Monday. Have a great weekend, and God bless.